All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the For Show Hub Thoughts Podcast. This is episode number 13. This is a special edition of the podcast. Um, I'm going to be reviewing Avengers Endgame with my brother Drew. And uh, this is going to be just a deep dive on how we feel about the movie. Drew, introduce yourself. How you doing? What's going on? Um, Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, let's talk Avengers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, I know you, uh, you saw it twice. I saw it, like, when it first came out on uh, Thursday, and then I saw it again at IMAX. I mean, but just, just overall, like, how, how did you feel about the movie? Um, it's pretty much everything I could have wanted, uh, from the 22nd episode that is a TV show the MCU has become um, over the last 11 years like just emotionally character wise um, everything like came to a head in a near perfect way of course like no movie is perfect but I really really enjoyed it and I can't wait to see it again honestly yeah for sure man yeah for those who don't know man my brother he's the reason why I wanted to have him on he's really knowledgeable about the the mcu i mean and i really wanted to have him on to really dive into this because the movie had a great impression on me as well i'm a really big marvel fan i mean i think this is the culmination of what 22 films yeah and it's like it's just it's just amazing like i mean i cried i laughed i mean it took you through a whole roller coaster of emotions i mean I can't I don't even know where to start like like I know just off the top of my head the the best moment for me was when uh when Doctor Strange brought in all the the, the yeah he brought the portals back from all the people that were snapped when Thanos snapped and um uh Falcon uh gave Captain America that famous line on your on left, your left. Yeah. yeah and it was just like yo and when I seen Black Panther came out I mean Tears just started coming down. I mean, it it was crazy. I didn't know. I didn't think I was gonna get that emotional, but like in watching the whole film, you know, I you know, I know I'm enjoying it. It's like you know what's gonna happen, but when you yeah. see it happening for the first time, it's kind of crazy. Like exactly. Like I was anticipating this movie so much and watching the trailers and stuff, and I'm thinking I'm probably gonna cry in that. But that moment when all the heroes came back, I mean, that was crazy. What did you think mm-hmm. of that moment? Yeah, and like, Strange brought him back. honestly, since the ending of Infinity War last year, I've been thinking about this movie every day since. And nothing could have prepared me for this moment where we get to see all the Avengers, you know, come together, you know, to take on Thanos. And, like, just, like, from a directing standpoint, like, I think it was done really well where you have like Captain America, the leader of the Avengers, standing alone against Thanos and his entire army. And then, like, you just hear that small crackle of um, his comms yeah, and Falcon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know saying, on your left. And then seeing the Doctor Strange portal. It's like... And, like, I, I, I get... Like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, you know, when people are like, you know, you can't really get into this movie if you haven't been there along the journey right right it's like there's so many things in that one moment you know that contribute to what makes it special you know from you know the on your left the doctor strange portal black panther being the first one to walk out and just everything coming together you know to a head man i'm telling you man like the directors the russo brothers i mean they they really put together a phenomenal film and even like like there were just it, I mean we, we just went straight to the final battle scene mm-hmm. and I mean it's it's beyond too late to say spoiler alert I mean at this point I feel like everybody's <laughs> seen the movie it's already done like spoiler 2 billion out, yeah. yeah 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 it's already done 2 billion dollars so I think you would have saw it already but I know before that um, a big moment for me was when uh, was when Cap got Thor's hammer yeah like and this was teased I think in Age of Ultron where mm-hmm. it's like he nudged it you know what I'm saying and yeah. and, and, Thor, and and Thor was looking kind of uneasy like wait a minute 
Like, is he really gonna look? For, but I know, like, when when he when he wielded it at the end, I mean, the whole theater went crazy from that, at moment, that moment. From that moment is when like tears started coming. Like from that moment to the end of the movie, it was just like, oh really crying tears for me. Oh yeah. wow, like yeah, the Thor the Thor hammer thing because I felt like like I always knew that he he can hold it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I heard a theory from Charlemagne, but um. It ended up being unfounded that the he his theory was that Cap couldn't wield the hammer before because he was keeping the secret from Tony Stark, so he wasn't really worthy enough to wield it because his his heart wasn't. I I mean, in my mind, I guess his heart wasn't pure. But then I read something that the Russo brothers said that. Uh, he could have always wielded it, but he didn't want to embarrass Thor. And I'm like. Okay, for them to say that, I get it, but it's like, man, I don't want to believe that because it's like, nah, man, everybody was trying to lift the hammer. It's like, he could have lifted it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I really feel like, like, but him lifting it at that moment was just great. You know what I'm saying? And then the biggest moment, that's probably like moment number two for me. The biggest moment for me was when all the heroes are there. I mean, this is, everybody that we've seen across 22 movies mm-hmm. and Captain America says Avengers assemble. assemble. Yeah. I mean, talk about that moment. What, what, what did you feel about that? <laughs> like, I remember because um, like right before I saw the movie uh, I had posted on my Instagram that iconic scene from the first Avengers movie where you know you see the original six with the circle shot yeah. and the iconic Avengers scene. I was like, if somehow, some way, you know, they can recreate this scene in Endgame, like this would be like the best movie ever. And not only did they do that, but like they exceeded my expectations by having everybody do that because the title of um, the track that plays in that first Avengers movie when you know they're all together is called Assemble. So like okay. from very from right then, you know, they're teasing, you know, this whole Avengers Assemble thing. And then right. in Age of Ultron, at the very end of the movie, you know, Cap says he Avengers. He says Avengers, he's at, about to say like, it, and it cuts off. Cuts yeah. off. So, like, it's now it's, like, it's brought to fruition, and, you know, you have literally everybody, including Howard the Duck, who I didn't notice on my yo, first Yo, that's movie. so crazy. I went back and saw, and yeah. I'm like, yo, he was really in the scene. He was standing, yeah. like, next to, um, um... I think it was and, Wasp. Uh, Wasp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, just seeing everybody there, like, my theater went crazy when when, when he said that. It was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, Avengers assembled, like, and then to see all the heroes charged for I was like, this is a dream come true because mm-hmm. this is what you see in comic books and yeah. in cartoon, but you, you rarely get to see a live-action film of, all these heroes that you fell in love with yeah it was incredible it was absolutely incredible um yeah so the avengers assemble the uh captain lifting thor's hammer that was like the best moment for me um any other like real big moments in the entirety of the film of for me, I really enjoyed the entire time high sequence where we got to revisit the old movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, what the Russo brothers did with just calling back to the other movies in the most subtle of ways um, and not so subtle of ways, like, you know, the way Iron Man from our future like goes out the window mirrors exactly the way he did in the first Avengers mm. when he got his new uh, armor uh, to Cap and past Cap's fight mirroring Cap and Bucky's fight from Winter Soldier. Right. You know, the Hell Hydra moment in the elevator. Like everything was just tied in so neatly and we got to see interactions between characters that, you know, we would never thought we'd see like War Machine, like hitting Star-Lord in the face knocking him out like oh, it was just yeah. like just amazing how they crafted you know by like paying homage to all these past movies like yeah. to get where they are now so yeah man that's I mean the whole time heist thing was was big for me cause I really felt like I'm like the Russo brothers basically just wrote a love letter mm-hmm. to all the Marvel fans I mean going back see now and and 
for me, I'm a Marvel fan in that, like, I just fell in love with the movies. I've never been a big comic book reader, but it made me want to go back and look at what happened in the comics and what are the different storylines. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For them to go back in time and revisit everything that we've seen over the past 10 years was just like it was just brilliant because going into the movie you know i know they're gonna bring the heroes back right Right. i just didn't know how in my mind i thought they was gonna go find thanos and just go get the time stone or something and reverse whatever happened it never even occurred to me and that's another thing we got to talk about the world got saved by rat didn't it (laughs) you know what i'm saying like (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much, and like a lot of people would argue, like, "Wow, that's such a coincidence." Keep in mind, like, he was there for five years, so yeah. eventually, you know, something would have happened, you know, where somebody's messing around with it. Okay, you know, he got out, so right. Um, that didn't bother me at all. But yeah, the world was essentially saved by a rat, you know, but also Ant Man, Tony Stark, and everybody yeah, else. Yeah, for it. sure. And, and that's another thing we want to talk about. We want to. I want to get into uh, each of the 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 core Avengers mm-hmm. before we talk about um, you know some of the newer characters that we've seen. Right. But um, but yeah, like just seeing the whole time heist thing being using that as a plot device and as a way to just take us back through all the films we watched throughout the years was was just beautiful to see. Um, but the next thing I want to talk about is what was some of your favorite lines on the movie? I mean, there was a lot of good one-liners in the movie, man. Like, yeah. like and what was some of yours? You know, uh, I just have to preface with this. Like, uh, props to the writers, yeah. uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, because I feel like they don't get enough credit okay. um, for the way they write dialogue, the way they do story, and the way they build, like character arcs even through like the most subtle of lines but just to start off you know uh, my favorite like near the beginning of the movie when you know they go to Thanos you know he's just chilling on his farm making breakfast yeah. and everything he was using spices too man yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and but like the Avengers like just came in you know what I'm saying asking where the stones are he said yeah. he destroyed them and like Thor just cuts his head off. He's like, you know, what do you do? He's like, I went, I went for, for the, the head. head. <laughs> and it's like that line alone, like serves like so many purposes. Like, yeah. yes, it's comedic. Right. You know, yes, it's calling back. But like, yeah. it's also showing Thor's, you know, deep like regret for like what he didn't do in the last movie. Mm. You know, mm. it's showing, you know, how he feels like, you know, this is his responsibility that this happened. Yeah. And, like, even when he does that, like, as we see later on in the movie, you know, it doesn't change anything. Right. And that's why, like, he falls, like, deeper into depression and all that stuff. Sure, so sure, sure. That was one of my favorites from the beginning. Okay. Um, some of the lines that, that, that stick out to me, uh, you know, Captain America, when, when, when they go back in time and, he, and he's fighting himself and and his old self is like, I could do this all day. He's like, Yeah, I know. Like, I get it. Like, I that 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 one really got me because it's like, and, and I saw a video where the Russo brothers was talking about this. It's like it really shows like the whole character art of Cap because that Cap in the first Avengers is a very different Cap mm, now. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he was still kind of green. I mean, even everything from the costume, like he was yeah. still wearing spandex. You know what I'm saying? It's and before now, the fall of Hydra. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, yeah. Before yeah. he lost faith in, um, you know, higher powers and you know oversight and all that stuff like that. Right. So he's very green. He's very, you know, by the book, and like our cap, like he's just fed up with it at this point. So like he knows like exactly how to take him out how to get it in his head right. and everything. And that also shows, like, you know, the scene in the elevator where it's like, if this was 2012 or 2014 cap, you know, like, as we saw, he would have fought his way out of the elevator. Yeah. But, like, he used his brain, you know. It was like, don't worry, you know. He knows uh, what happens right, with, 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 with S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Right. It's like, just say hell, hell Hydra. Hydra and got out. Yeah, no, my whole theater clapped when he did that. It was yeah. like, that was so genius. And then I back in the comics and it's like yo Captain America was actually 
brainwashed like yeah, Winter like Soldier in was the, in yeah, the movies. The comments, yes, you know, uh, it turned out like he was like a squirrel or something like that, yeah. and working for Hydra. Yeah. So it was a callback to that, but the way they incorporated in this film was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, seeing Cap going back and seeing how much he's grown, so he's just like he's groaning at himself by saying. You know, I can do this all day. He's just like, oh, yeah, I know. Um, another great line in the movie, I mean, definitely tugs at the heartstrings is, I love you 3,000. Yeah. I mean, that one is like, you you, it, you never thought that it was going to come back like that, you know, after, mm-hmm. you know, Iron Man passes and he has this, you know, farewell message to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, like, that, that, that's an iconic line for for him um also before that i mean i i would think the greatest line in the movie is when he said i am iron man and snapped thanos and his army away and what i love about it most is the line that precedes it because you know i'm going into like my whole like nerdy film stuff but uh the rule of threes because we got I am inevitable three times in the movie. Okay. At the beginning, when Thanos says it before Thor chops his head off. Um, near the middle, when 2014 Thanos sees a video of okay. him saying it. Okay. And then at the end, when he says it uh, before he snaps to no avail. And then, you know, Tony turns it around with I am Iron Man. So right. just really, again, really well done writing uh, yeah. from from the screenwriters. Yeah. Um. Another line that just came to me is uh when uh <laughs> like the, the 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 comedic tone all over the movie is is incredible when when Ant Man says that's America's ass <laughs> like that one had the whole yeah. theater in cahoots, man. Like and even Cap agrees with him. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So it's just like Oh man, it it it, it, it was, like there was so many one liners. I don't know. Can you think of any more that? Uh, one of the first like real funny lines that got me, um, because like the movie starts off like so dark and like yeah. depressing with Tony in space, but when he gets back and you know, like he's um you know talking to the other adventures and you know Tony's like what's wrong with him and he's pointing at Thor. And Rock is like, you know, he's pissed, you know, like, you know, he feels like, you know, he messed up and it's all his fault, like, which he did, you know, but that's not going to help anything. Right. And then, like, Tony is like, you know, up until this point, like, I thought you were building a man. <laughs> like, that just had me dying <laughs> for yeah. a good little minute. Yeah. Because since, like, before Infinity War, like, I always wanted to see, like, what Tony and Rocket's interaction would be like. Oh, yeah. Because they're both very similar characters. Yeah, very quick-witted, can hit you with the one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still make, I still have a callback. Like, one of my favorite scenes is Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and, and the Guardians on Titan. And, yeah. and them trying to plan how they're going to get the... The gauntlet from Thanos. I mean, I mean, just the the acting for uh of uh, uh, what's Doctor Strange? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict, uh, um, Chris Pratt with mm. for Star Lord, Robert Dave Downey Batista. Jr., Dave Bautista, and Tom Holland with Spider Man. Like the banter is just it's incredible. So yeah. yeah, um, yeah, man, I I I really like enjoyed it. Um. Also, so now I want to uh, talk about any any issues you saw or anything you want to point out or plot holes that you may have seen in the movie. Um, not necessarily plot holes, but this was something that I've seen a couple of people talk about, yeah. and I kind of agree with it. Um, is uh the thing surrounding um, Black Widow's death in the movie? Okay. Now. I do feel like, you know, um, she was the one that did need to die in mm-hmm. that instance. Um, and I do think, like, it serves, like, her character arc well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... And it's, like, it's not even, like, a problem with it in this movie. It's a problem within the MCU. Because I feel like we haven't gotten enough of Black Widow's story yeah. um, in order to fully feel the emotional weight of the sacrifice yeah you know a lot of her story especially like with hawkeye has been told to us um off screen but we've never really seen it Uh and so that's something i wish we could have gotten a little more of you know before 
you know, this instance. It's still a really sad moment. Like, I still connected with it emotionally, but just something, like, I was longing for a little bit more of. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. They could have invested more in a Black Widow, and that kind of actually leads to my point. Because, to me, what was a great moment was seeing all the female characters and when... um, you know when uh, Captain Marvel was trying trying to get the gauntlet, and they was like, "She's got help." Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, and even listening to what you know, what other people have said, it does come off as kind of pandering and cheap. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because if you actually look at the context of what is happening, mm-hmm. we just seen Captain Marvel go through an entire ship and take it down, right? She doesn't need any help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, it it, it makes you wonder, has Marvel done a disservice by not investing in their female characters enough? Because Mm -hmm. if you look at it, the only real female character we've seen on screen have their own movies is Captain Marvel and kind of half the Wasp. You know, you look at... um, Pepper, who who's rescue in the comics, is mm. like, does she have any superpowers? I mean, correct me if I'm um, wrong. No, in the comics, Pepper as rescue, she's just that. Like yeah. her armor is even equipped with weapons. Like she's just you know for yeah. like search and rescue and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but that's but that's my point because mm-hmm. you know you look at the other character. I mean, what is Mantis about to do? You know what I'm saying? What is? Uh... I mean, hey, Mantis was on the front lines <laughs> when they was running towards the army. I saw her; she was booking it. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 for but sure. What I think to counterpoint that, okay. what I think that scene uh, represented for Marvel is that okay, we have all these female characters. We're gonna do better. Yeah. Um, and we can get into that uh, when we talk about the future of the MCU. But um, yeah, like what I felt is like. Yeah, we've lost Black Widow, and she was sort of like Marvel's first lady. Exactly. Um, as yeah. far as like actually doing like hero stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's like this is you know all like they may not have been like directly inspired by Black Widow, but uh-huh. in terms of like the production of these movies, like Black Widow paved the way for all these female characters. Right. Because if Black Widow didn't work, then you know, we might not have gotten a lot of these characters. So I feel like this is, you know, Kevin Feige and company saying, okay, you know, in the future, we're going to have, you know, better female representation, you know, more female-led movies and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Initially, it still just comes off as like, well, look, hey, look at all the female characters. It was like their Me Too moment of the film. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it was so obvious. It was so obvious. It was like all the females just all of a sudden feel. But I get it. It was yeah. cool. But we, you still want to stay true to the comics. Because, again, that's another thing I want to talk about. When we look at Captain Marvel, you look at the end of Infinity War, It's look. it, it appears that she's about to be the hero, like a real big part who's about to save the day. To, to get back Thanos and and you know being one of the most powerful beings in the universe and you know even in her end credit scene in her movie it's just like she's just there and she's like where's Fury right you know what I'm saying so but in looking in this movie it's like well she was gone for like 75% of the film yeah. Showed up at the end, had a little tussle with, with, with Thanos, but once he got the Power Stone out the gauntlet, he just kind of whipped like, her away. So Yeah, I feel like uh, Captain Marvel was used like just the right amount um, in this movie in the same capacity Black Panther was in Infinity War. But because like their movies had just came out a couple of months before, right. I think um, they had to uh, be patient with the characters, I guess you could say. And... You know, a lot of people were worried going into this movie that Captain Marvel was going to come in to save the day, even though we haven't that much had that much development for her. Right. Um, but, you know, like she said in the movie, you know, other planets are dealing with the same stuff Earth is mm-hmm. and they don't have the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, like, she has to go, you know, across the galaxy, you know, to help these other planets, which explains, you know, why she wasn't in much of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, 
it shows like just how powerful she is with her fight with Thanos in the movie, but also her limitations because it's like, yeah, she's crazy powerful where, you know, he could headbutt her and she doesn't flinch, but also like she still can get knocked like away with the power stone, which shows like ingenuity on Thanos's part. It's like, okay, you know, if I can't move her, yeah. take out the power stone, you know, yeah, Thanos get out when I saw that, I was like, okay, for sure it's about to be over because he whipped that thing out and, and got rid of her. Cause when he had butter her and she butter her, yeah. I was like, yo, she really is strong like that. Yeah. But Thanos, he, 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 he was thinking two steps ahead. Okay. Okay. I, I see that. I mean, yeah, you know, Captain Marvel had just had just came out, so she's still fresh in her mind. And, you know, and I heard, you know, um, Endgame was shot before Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the chemistry, you know, you can be said is not even there, even from an actor standpoint. So mm-hmm. so I get that. But I, I see I see how it is. I mean, at least she was there for the final battle and I think that's important, but it, it it just seemed like at the end of the Infinity War, it's just like, yeah, Captain Marvel's the only hope. Mm. But you know, we we see how it, we see how it turns out. But you know, other than that, I mean, it's too cool. Now, the thing I want to get into now is to talk about the act, the the core Avengers, mm-hmm. the heroes that were um, we were that were originally joined together from the first Avengers film and how they've grown and evolved up until now and everything that happened in this movie. Um, Let's start with Hawkeye. You know, the movie opens with him. Right. And the Thanos snap gets rid of his family. And he starts to devolve into Ronin. Right? And, I mean, just... Which is the character that just becomes this assassin and avenging? He just becomes like his uh, the lone avenger. Like, mm-hmm. talk about what? What do you? What do you feel is the psychological thing with with Hawkeye, and how was he integral, and what was his key? What was his key? Uh, his his key part in this film. Well, I think the whole reason why he delves into this Ronan uh, persona is because he feels like, okay, Thanos wiped out half of all life in the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, There are still criminals out there. My family is gone, but there's still people out here, like, doing bad things. It's my job, you know, to rid the world of them. It's like, you know, why did uh, Thanos uh, have mercy on you but not my family? You know, and so he feels like it's his job, you know, to wipe out pretty much like all the scum of the earth. And um, yeah, uh, I think like as far as his role, you know, in the movie, um, his his story is very closely tied, you know, with Black Widow. You know, as we see, you know, they have to go retrieve the Soul Stone. And I mean, I guess it's a coincidence that, you know, they both like care about each other like a lot you know what i'm saying because it's like what if and uh nebula have went to war yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. i mean you know hawkeye and blackwood they have that brother and sister relationship right. yeah. yeah i mean they they it was i mean they were written to go together to mm-hmm. get the soul yeah and i i think you know for hawkeye this whole thing was just about you know getting his family back yeah. and um yeah, and I'll get more into it because uh, you see I wrote in the notes uh, the five stages of grief. Um, but, um, yeah, so I think his whole goal was, like, just getting his family back. So Okay. What do you mean by the five stages of grief? Like, what? Okay. What? what how does it deal with? with so, um, uh, I won't take credit for this. Uh, I watched a video by the Super Carlin Brothers okay. um, where they say uh, – the core Avengers in this movie represent the five stages of grief. Okay. If you don't know what the five stages of grief are, it's um in order, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, um, and acceptance. Okay. Um, and so Black Widow represents denial. Uh 
Hawkeye slash Ronin represents anger. Uh, okay, well, well, well. Let, let me pause you right there, because okay. because we're gonna go through each of the Avengers, so we yeah. might as well talk about these Greeks. So okay. we just talked about Hawkeye, mm. and clearly there was anger there. I mean, yeah. we're 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 brought with that heaviness as soon as the movie opens. Like it was just incredible. Like we knew what happened in the mm-hmm. last film, and then. To see it opening like that, like we're immediately gripped by that. Yeah. Like it was this man show, just lost. His yeah, it was to show like how this is affecting regular people, right? You know, because right. Hawkeye is you know the most grounded of all the Avengers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you you know want to go to like Black Widow and denial, so you know in the five years that have passed, you know in the movies since the snap, you know Black Widow, she's the one leading the Avengers. She's the one trying. To return to the status quo you know she's uh you know she's trying like hey you know what's going on here what's that earthquake in the ocean you know uh w- what's going on in mexico like she's There's something about that earthquake in the ocean that actually yeah tj namor yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but we'll get into that um but yeah like she's the one who's you know trying to you know return to a status quo she's trying like to just forget that you know the snap has ever happened you know because like this is really all she knows like she doesn't have a family you know she doesn't have like a personal life like so that's how uh, she represents denial we already talked about hawkeye and anger and so uh bruce slash hulk representing bargaining um so when we first meet him you know he's professor hulk like he's found the balance between you know bruce and the hulk right and it's basically him saying, you know, like, yeah, the snap happening, but I'm trying to convince myself that I'm happy because mm-hmm. I found this balance, you know, um, you know, between it. Like, he didn't try to do anything about the snap. He didn't try to, like, necessarily ignore the snap. Like, right. he's just worried about himself. Like, because we see, you know, the other, like, Avengers haven't really kept in contact with him in the five years, mm-hmm. you know. So that's him just sort of like trying to bargain with the fact that you know this crazy thing happened let me just focus on myself you know i want to talk about hulk the thing about hulk is you know and especially you know you know if 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 we're talking about somebody who's who's kind of green to the mcu you know his solo film actually had an entirely different actor Mm -hmm. you know and and um and he's only had one film in the whole MCU. Yeah. So a lot of the Hulk's character has been developed in each mm-hmm. film that we've seen him. Yeah. And it's always been this back and forth between Bruce and Hulk. And that's control. Yeah, we, we, it's like who who has control over the other and uh you know and and Hulk says something in in the movie where he says he he stops looking at him as a disease and looks at him as a cure because you know I we see it um you know from the end of Age of Ultron and even in Ragnarok when we see him again it's like you know Hulk is 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 has this sentiment of Oh, you just use me yeah. to be this to to to, to be your muscle. Yeah, to you be know. your muscle and just do whatever. And so that's why in Infinity War, like you know, initially it's like, man, we want to see the Hulk. You just yeah. like, and the Hulk did. It's like, oh, maybe the Hulk was scared of Thanos or something, or like, uh-huh. how come he's not fighting? But it's just like, no, he these ha- he was having that internal battle with Bruce. Like, no, I'm not just gonna be used. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because and so. If you notice, like, in Thor, like, yeah, he was, you know, fighting in gladiator matches. You know, that's what made Hulk happy. But, like, he actually, like, had a friend, mm. you know. You know, he actually, you know, had a good life, you know, mm. living on Sakaar and everything. You know, so once, you know, Bruce came back and then only brought him out when, you know, he wanted to fight Hela and all her minions and stuff. Like, Hulk was like, you know, I'm done, you know, being treated like this, so... Wow, that contributes like to his arc in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty. What was which stage is Hulk now? Bargaining. Yeah, we see that, and uh, you know him doing the dad with the kids. It's like, 
Yeah, Professor Hulk is is uh be interesting to see where where that goes from there. <clears throat> All right, now let's talk about uh probably one of maybe one of the the bigger surprises of the film, <laughs> Thor. Definitely. So when we first see Thor, I mean, he's out here. He's he's drinking beer. He don't let himself go. He's just playing Fortnite. I mean, what's going on with Thor, it's man? Funny. It's like Fortnite is still like really popular five years into the future. So, ah, okay. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But, um, yeah, so Thor, you know, he represents depression because like even at the beginning of Infinity War, like this man has lost everything. He's lost both his parents, his brother, his best friends, half of his people, three quarters of his people at this point. Um, like he's lost everything. And even, you know, when at the beginning of Endgame, when like he kills Thanos, you know what I'm saying? Like he's still not fulfilled. Like he can't turn back, you know, what happened. And so he falls like into this deep depression you know, but what I love most um, about Thor's character arc is, you know, during that time heist, you know, he goes back to Asgard and he gets to see his mother, you know, on the yeah. day she dies and everything. And like the talk that the two of them have where she's telling him, you know, how, you know, he needs to be um, who he is. Yeah, it's like a reconciliation. Yeah. yeah. So the person he's like necessarily supposed to be. And, you know, again, like the most you know character driven lines in like the most the smallest amount of words you know where you know he calls back like his hammer and he's like I'm still worthy yeah you, know, and you yeah, see the joy yeah, on yeah, his yeah, face yeah, yeah. and everything and it's For like sure. you know just because you know you fall into this deep depression like uh, doesn't mean like you can't pass back it doesn't mean like you're still not worthy of being who you are right um and so like i really love you know the journey you know thor goes on um in this movie yeah i think the big thing that thor says he's like it's time for me to be who i am not who mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be mm -hmm. and i think that speaks volumes and another thing that i love about comic books because you can just draw real life examples and 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 real world things that you can apply to your lives like mm -hmm. You know, he he's supposed to be this great God and he's supposed to be, you know, this this picture perfect person. Mm -hmm. But it's just like that's not who he is. Yeah. He you know, he at the end of the day, he just really wants to be himself. And I think that message is great. It's just like you don't have to try to make yourself fit in some hole that you don't fit in. Mm -hmm. Just be who you are. Right. And I think they deliver that probably over tenfold. I mean, yeah. another thing I was wondering, I was like, well, if Thor is a god, I would think that he, it, you know, him and his weight would be able to, you know, stay in places yeah, I'm like. Actually, glad they left it like that. You know, in the final battle, like he's still fat. Like just because he's fat doesn't like negate that he's a god of thunder like he was still a badass he could still control yeah. lightning and everything will Mjolnir and all that stuff you know so i'm actually glad you know that they kept him fat like gives more representation you know in the MCU. for sure for sure um, but uh yeah like maybe you know in the future like he'll you know lose some of the weight but um i'm glad that they left it like that yeah uh it was funny to see thor like that but 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 Thor is definitely uh you know one of the one of the favorites and um look like melted ice cream <laughs> yeah for sure for sure all right um now let's get to Captain America okay actually can we skip over to Iron Man okay so I can finish the five, so okay. Iron Man is the final stage of grief um, okay acceptance um because in the five years you know. Like, he recognizes that the snap happened, you know, but he's moved on from it. All you right. know, he married Pepper, he started a family, you know, and, like, because, like, he's accepted everything that uh, that's happened, that's why initially, like, he's against, you know, them, like, coming to him, you know, with this whole time heist thing of undoing everything. Because, like, he doesn't want to lose, you know, what he started, mm. you know, Um and you know that speaks to his character and like why he's so adamant when he does join them is like you know we're not undoing you know anything we're just bringing everyone back right um and so um 
because that's all the stages, you know, you might be wondering, like, where does Captain America fit into all this? Mm -hmm. uh, so they said Captain America, he's the grief counselor. Mm. Um, and, so, you know, throughout the movie, like, you know, we see, you know, one of the first scenes we see Cap in is him actually being a grief counselor, you know, yeah. to this group of people, yeah. you know, who've lost people in the snap and everything, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, he's there, you know, to comfort, um, Black you know, Widow. Black Widow yeah. with what she's going through, you know, when Hawkeye comes back, you know, it was like, you know, they're asking if Black Widow had family, you're like, you know, we were her we family, were family and everything, yeah, yeah. you know, you tell, like, his, you know, scenes with Tony and everything, and so... Yeah, like, Cap just serves as, you know, this counselor. He's the one that really holds, you know, the Avengers together. Like, that's yeah. why he's a leader. He's a leader, you know, for yeah, a reason, for sure. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that that's actually a great, that's a great way to look at it. Um, another thing is, um, you know, with Iron Man that, you know, he's, it, it, you, the the man, Tony Stark, He he's that guy through and through, like, and we've seen this throughout all the Iron Man films and it's that thing that you know from the from the first movie he you know he was what he was selling his weapons his weaponry to uh um it, he was selling to terrorists or what was it I don't think I have to go back and revisit but I don't think like he was knowingly what uh, selling right. it to terrorists, but like it's like he didn't. He didn't who, that was who, a thing, and that's and that's what I want to hit on. So you know, Tony Tony started from this man that just did not care, had a near fatal accident, yeah, becomes he was, a hero, mm -hmm. and I don't want to say has a chip on his He has this burden to 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 atone mm -hmm. from his past behavior. Yeah, but. Underneath all that, he still has this arrogance about him. Mm -hmm. It's what makes him likable, but right. it's still there. And so, when the king comes to his house to tell them that we think we know a way, immediately, mm -hmm. he, knew he knew he was exactly. curious yeah. and he wanted to do something about it. But, again, mm -hmm. the uh, initial, yeah. the, the first thing for Tony is the arrogance. It's just like, no, I'm done with that. And rightfully so, because, you know, he has a family now. Right. He has a daughter. But in the back of his mind, he he's still a hero. Yeah. He's still this very smart person. And another thing I want to hit on is when he went back and met his father, mm -hmm. which kind of plays into that as well. But go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, like, that also ties into uh, his story with Pepper um, in the movie, like, where she tells him it's like you know the one thing I failed in life is like getting you to stop right. like Tony is never going to stop being a hero that's just who, he, who is, he is you know and so oh like and like a lot of people complain is like you know how did you know Tony figure out time travel so fast I'm sure he's been working on this like for the oh, past yeah, five sure. years you know what I'm saying like he just wanted to make sure like he had a way and you know Scott and was his way and I and I would counter that I, I wouldn't even say he figured it out so fast he was yeah. he has AI right and and if I'm not mistaken he was running, running tests running yeah. problems like see if this works and then it came out to what would be 99.8 success and he's yeah. like shit wait right, <laughs> right. and then but you know and to see him come back he was like you turned into a baby did you like he just yeah. knew it's <laughs> just, just knew. like he 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 wants them to know it's like well you know you you, you can't do it without me and mm -hmm. it's just like I just love that his essence was just I mean we love Cap we love Chris Evans playing Cap he's a leader but this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe started mm -hmm. with Iron Man yeah. and for it to culminate at the end with him saying. And I am Iron Man, and 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 snapping those things. It's like you couldn't have scripted a better story, he went, a better send off. He went from the merchant of death to the savior of the universe, like man. in eleven years. Man, it's crazy. It it was, it was absolutely insane. I know, you know, in the context of other things, there was just like, 
well, why did it have to be him? Or why couldn't Hulk do it again or something? But in my mind, I'm like, well, Hulk, Hulk will end up having two messed up arms. But then I, it comes to the fact, it's like, well, Tony just happened to be the one closest to it. And it, was it wasn't Tony's one of technology. his 14 million. It was Tony's, Tony's technology. technology. Yeah. Because um, one thing I was wondering, because Dr. Strange said there was only one way. Mm-hmm. One one turnout in which they win. Yeah, and he which was like, happens if to I be, tell you, it won't it happen. Won't, it won't happen. So it's like he knew, like at that moment, it's like, I'm the key to this. One yeah. of my theories, though, about that last thing was like, was the, the gauntlet that Tony made, mm-hmm. did he make each of the us... Uh, the, the spaces in the gauntlet with nanotech so that the stones would magnetize to it because I'm thinking is that what happened that he was able to get all the stones to come to his gauntlet at the end um, yeah like I guess yeah I guess you could say that um, because you know the gauntlet that Thanos had on was Tony's like original gauntlet you know um, but yeah I guess Wait, the, just... the one that Thanos had was Tony's or I thought that was the, in Endgame that... The one Thanos had was the one he got from uh, Never the Lear. No, 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 no. The one he had, because remember, um, Hulk had Thanos it first. Had. Yeah, in Endgame, Hulk had it first, and then he snapped his fingers, and then that's when like they're basically like playing keep away with the gauntlet. But then, like somewhere in the fight, I can't remember exactly where Thanos got a hold of it. You know. Wait. But in my mind, I that, but he that, wouldn't that have was had, gold. No, he wouldn't have had. He that, never had the gauntlet. No, he wouldn't have had that gauntlet yet at that point in time. That was twenty fourteen Thanos. He didn't get the gauntlet at the very least until twenty fifteen. So what, which gauntlet was this one against? He was wearing the original Iron Gauntlet that Hulk used. He was wearing that one, but then and w- and which was the one? Oh, yeah. Tony so there wasn't the two gauntlets. No, 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 no. He took the gauntlet yeah. and the stone. See, no, he didn't take the gauntlet. Thanos had the gauntlet. Tony took the stones from the gauntlet because it was his technology. Oh, and it went to his. He suit. went his suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at this. We we have discoveries on this podcast. This is breaking news. I thought that. He had a gauntlet and he used the nanotech to magnetize the mm-hmm. stones away from Thanos. Cause I'm like Thanos snapped and he looked and there was no stones. So, yeah. so he had okay. So basically, it, 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 let's just call it the Hulk gauntlet because mm-hmm. Hulk used it to bring everyone back. Yeah. So Thanos had the Hulk gauntlet. Yeah. And Tony just had his suit. Yeah. Just. just- Magnetize yeah. the stones back to him, and you can even call it as a callback to Iron Man three. You know where like he has control like over all the suits, you of know, course. and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I just imagine some type of technology like that where like he had the stones like program. You know, like if I call for them, like they're gonna come to my suit because it's compatible and stuff. Right, like that. right, right. So. I did not know that. Wow. That's okay. That makes sense. Now, another thing about the gauntlet mm-hmm. that I was just mulling over, I'm like, it's basically like a genie's lamp. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, so you snap your fingers, half the universe disappears, but if somebody else snaps it, half of them come back. Is it what you program in your mind? Yeah, I this is intense. what I want it to happen. It's intent. It's yeah. the intent behind so, but it's like, how? What do you use? Like, oh, bring everybody back, bring everybody back, bring no, everybody back. Snap. No, because we I mean? saw, like, you know, when Hulk snapped his fingers, he's like, he was like, I tried to bring that back, and he couldn't, you know, because she was a sacrifice for the Soul, Soul Stone. Soul Stone, yeah. And so, like, I think the only way you could possibly get her back is if you return the Soul Stone. But um, which is what what happened? Didn't Cap return the Soul Stone back? You can it's get like, into that in the future MCU, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think it's intent because when Tony snapped his fingers, he just wiped out Thanos and his army. Right, you know, so. and that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it works like it has to work like a genie lamp. Like whatever you think in your mind, you snap your fingers, and that's what happened. Because yeah. 
you know, for somebody watching for the first time, they're thinking it's just like, oh well, if you get all the stones in Infinity Gauntlet and you snap your fingers, half the half the universe disappears. But that's what Thanos. Mm. That's that was his conclusion, yeah. and the only way he could do that was with all the Infinity Stones. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, so the Infinity Stones just work as a genie lamp, right? I mean, not necessarily. It's like, you know, like, they have, like, different functions, like, individually. But it's because it's a combination of mind, power, reality, space, time, and soul where you can manipulate everything on a universal scale. Exactly. Um, And so, um, because, like, I'm sure uh, he could do... Because, like, he could do anything with the stones, like, anything with the gauntlet, like, with the stones, yeah. without anything happening. Yeah. Like, he could accidentally snap his fingers, but if he doesn't have intent when he mm. does it, it's not going to do anything. But because he has intent of, like, okay, I'm going to use all six stones to wipe out half the universe, that's why. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it has to be, because, again, like, he couldn't do it with five stones. He couldn't do it with four. Like, right, it has right, to be all right. six. It has to be all six. Interesting. I wish we had more of, a, like, a Thanos origin story and, you know, more of the the stones itself. But I guess it just all works out as far as the story of the MCU, at least the Infinity Saga is concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about the future of the MCU. I guess officially the end of Phase 3 will be Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh Now, the one thing, the only thing that caught my ear in that entire trailer was the multiverse. Uh We just got done seeing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse alternate realities. Is there a reality... Well, we can see Tony Stark again. Talk about it. <laughs> yes, but we probably won't see it. Um, Robert Downey Jr., for the most part, I think, is done with the MCU. Like, he might come back as an AI. He might come back in some way. But Tony Stark, the human as we know him, is gone. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I think because they really introduced... First of all, they reference the multiverse way back in Doctor Strange when the okay. ancient one was like, you know, there's multiple realities and all right, that stuff. Right, right. And that's when he went on like that, you know, psychedelic trip or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, again, the ancient one explained it in Endgame when she was talking to the Hulk of when he was trying to get the time stone from her. It's like, you know, removing the stones creates a new branch yeah. of reality, yeah. you know, and it's only when you return that stone to that place in time will you know it correct to the you know correct timeline but we saw in the time heist in 2012 loki escaped with the space stone that creates a new timeline is loki exactly that's his whole show yeah about uh yeah so that's gonna be a show on disney plus but um and you know there's also questions of you know cap like yeah he returned like all the stones and everything but you know, he still lived his life out with Peggy. And so it was like, were there two caps living at the same time? Right. You know, but um, they said that, you know, he lived out his life in an alternate reality, but then returned to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, like, after he had lived his life. Um, so, yeah. Uh, multiverse, like, uh, I'm excited to see, like, how they're going to do it, how much of it they're going to use, because you could really multiverse and I really don't want them to do that but um uh yeah I guess we'll see I guess we'll see you mentioned Disney Plus that's uh gonna be a new streaming service coming out later this year I'm excited to see it um there's supposed to be um Wanda Vision show I don't like that title but um yeah Wanda Vision are gonna have their own show and supposedly it's supposed to be set in the 50s so maybe it's gonna be another alternate timeline um, where they exist in the fifties. Because Wanda game. didn't meet Vision until Ultron, right? right. <laughs> and then the end game, Vision never came back. So, exactly. uh, like we'll see how that goes. And I think it's supposed to be like um, some sort of adaptation where uh, 
because like in the comics like wanda and vision like or not wanda vision but like vision like has like a family it's like a Mm. typical typical like 1950s nuclear family and it's this weird storyline that they go into so it'd be interesting to see hawkeye's supposed to have a show loki's supposed to have a show um I'm supposed to get a Black Widow movie. I, I assume this would be like an origin story. Yeah, I think it's going to be a prequel. But again, it also could be an alternate timeline movie, which I don't really want them to do. But I don't want an origin story either. But it's Marvel. I trust them at this point. Like, oh, yeah. it mean, made 2010. Can they, can they, can they do any <laughs> wrong at this right. point? I mean, they're they, 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 they going to find a way. I mean, the next phase got to be cosmic, right? Like they're gonna. I mean, we're yeah. gonna. We we still got to see Guardians of the Galaxy three, or it's gonna be as Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy. Yeah. Um, which looks like, I don't know how much of Thor is gonna be in it. Um, I hope he's in the whole movie, but excuse me. It looks like uh, it's gonna be like the quest for Gamora because yeah. we don't know what happened to twenty fourteen Gamora. Like, because right. um, she didn't meet Star Lord yet. At right. That time. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's Captain America now. How you feel about it? Black um, Captain America? Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of people feel like it should have been Bucky. I was like, did y'all forget, like, Bucky is, like, a terrorist? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he's still on the most wanted right, list. Right. Like, <laughs> even though, like, he was brainwashed and, like, he's been rehabbed and all that stuff, like, it's still not a good, you know, public image, like, for him to be Captain America. So, you know, like, and you know, like Falcon says, like he feels like it should be, you know, someone else's. And it's like it is, you know. So I feel like he's gonna grow into the role of Captain America, and you know, it's gonna be dope seeing him. Cool, cool. Black Panther two. What you think about it? Uh, Black Panther two. Um, actually, because of this uh, Fox deal, um, that's finally went through. I think they're gonna go back to the comics and introduce. Fantastic Four in Black Panther movie because that's how they're introducing the comics. That would actually be interesting. I I, I also saw in the comments that Shuri becomes Black Panther. You think they will ever... That'll be something to see. I mean, I think we're beyond... I mean, the last time we saw a black female superhero was what? Catwoman? Storm. Storm. Did she not have her own movie though? Nah. But Catwoman was trash, though. Yeah, and that's the one. That that was <laughs> my point. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that great. I mean, she was better at Storm, not Catwoman, right? Yeah. But um, um, yeah, and then that five years in between that everything happened in MCU. I mean, you know, one thing that Marvel in their movies is showing that there's a whole world going on outside of them. We didn't just have heroes come back after five years. Other people came back that they thought they were dead. How are they going to explain that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something I'm interested to see in the new films and in the new TV shows they're coming out with. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, they made it seem like it was just heroes, but it was like, no, half the universe. And actually, that, because this show goes to show you how kind of dumb Thanos' plan was because, you know, in the 19, what was it, 40s, 50s, 60s, like, uh, the baby boom era, like, the world's population had, like, almost doubled in a short amount of years. It's like five years, like, the world's population is gonna, you know, grow, like, exponentially. And so it's like, if you bring everybody back on top of that you know world's gonna be seriously overpopulated but i don't think they're gonna dive that deep into it but um yeah uh and like it opens like a whole can of worms it's like like younger siblings like are now older (laughs) than (laughs) siblings what about people who like there's a there's a tv show um on hulu or well i see it on hulu i think it's on nbc called manifest and it's kind of got that same storyline like yeah. they went in the plane three years went by and they came back it was just like you know, it's like the world has changed right. like people have moved moves. on yeah, married you know, other people that has to kids. be terrible you yeah. know so. but, um, well man I appreciate you 
joining me for this podcast, man. Uh, drop your socials, man, or how can people contact you? Uh, the other laser on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Tumblr, whatever you want to follow me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is uh, the For Show Hub Thoughts podcast. Thank you for listening.